Podcast One. Hi, this is Paul McIntyre. Welcome to the MI3 Audio Edition. I've been a business journalist for 25 years covering the marketing, media, agency and tech sectors. In this series, we talk to industry leaders about the global and local developments that you need to be across this week. Well, buckle up. If you haven't noticed, this week and next week is full of upfronts, the broadcaster upfronts, the media company upfronts. And with us today, we have Michael Stevenson, Chief Sales Officer at Nine, and Peter Vogel, CEO of Wavemaker. This week, Nine came out with a big presentation to the market about what's going to happen for 2020. Michael, you are on stage with all manner of initiatives and announcements, some pretty interesting ones, actually, including sort of some big data moves, some 11 million IDs as an initiative from Nine across all your media assets. But first up, Michael, I guess one of the things that um, that stood out from your presentation this week was the big push you were talking about, about marketers needing to reset their media budgets and having a look at Nine, surprise, surprise, versus Facebook and Google. The the argument around that, What what's your thinking? Oh, I think, you know, television is without doubt the most powerful way for brands to, to increase sales to and to grow their business. You know, the work that we've done through Think TV has proven the power and eff- effectiveness of television and BVOD over all other channels, including, of course, that of Facebook and Google. Over the course of the last five years, over $700 million has been moved from television budgets into social media platforms, less effective for brands and less effective for sales, in, in our opinion. It's one of the reasons why we've moved to a trading metric of a cost per completed view. Our view is that you should pay for the audience that that you receive. And a move to a cost per completed view creates a level playing field, I think, for for advertisers, for brands, uh, for agencies to, to compare equally the value that they receive from linear TV and BVOD alongside that of the social video platforms. I think when we see that, what we realise is that social video platforms are not as cheap um, as they seem to be. And therefore, hopefully that encourages um, both advertisers and agencies to to reconsider where they're placing their marketing investment, to reset, to rebalance. And I'm confident that, um, you know, that if they if they reinvest their marketing dollars back into proven media, that the return on their investment will be greater. And, and that's where our focus is going to be over the course of the next 12 months. We'll come to some of your other initiatives, but Peter Vogel, straight onto that, cost per completed view. Is, is a, a media agency and a marketer going to be comfortable with that sort of metric? To me, it seems fairly smart, but the markets trades differently sometimes. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think cost per completed view is is difficult because whether you're watching television or watching it on a laptop, you're not sure if the consumer has seen that view. However, I mean, back to Steve-O's first point about television. I mean, I think, yes, it is a high-impact medium. I think Certainly the broadcasters have invested a lot in fantastic programming over the last couple of years. And I think we're seeing good returns on on the investments on the TV shows. I think Peter Vogel just tried to shift the goalposts there, Steve-O. Cost per completed view, already there might be some market resistance by the sounds of it. This is what you're expecting. Uh, Look, it's not going to be an easy road. There's no doubt about that. However, what I can guarantee you is that advertising that you can see generally works better than advertising that you don't. And I don't think we should accept as an industry that advertising that you see for one second or potentially not at all is as valuable as advertising that you have the opportunity to see for 15 seconds, for 30 seconds, for 60, 90 or 120 seconds. Where the sand is on, 
where an audience is engaged, that clearly is a more valuable proposition than some of the, the video offerings that social platforms can provide. So on your BVOD product, you're talking there about literally costing and trading on cost per complete view from what point? You will only pay if someone views that ad for 100% of the time. That's a big call. You must like that, Peter Vogel. Yes. Only pay. Surely that's good music Absolutely. to a media buyer's ears. But that's the, the case on, on BVOD at the moment. To get to view the, the content, you need to view the advertising. So we'll roll that out across our BVOD platform, obviously, of course, Nine Now, but also all of our short-form video across the rest of our digital ecosystem. So when you invest with Nine, you will only pay for what you receive and our consumers, our audience, will see 100% of the ad that you, that you buy from us. Michael, the, the other uh, really big uh, announcement from this week was the unifying of all of Nine's new assets or audiences, basically. You've got 11 million IDs now under your belt and you're bringing them all together. Tell us a little bit about that. That could be quite significant, I think. It, it is incredibly significant. Obviously, on December the 10th last year, we merged uh, both the Nine business and the Fairfax business together to create what we now know as obviously as the new Nine and one of the first projects that we embarked on, because it was such an important one, was to bring all of our signed-in users together. So the signed-in users that we had through Nine Now, together with the signed-in users and subscribers of the Sydney Morning Herald, The Age, The Financial Review um, and Domain, to create um, an addressable advertising environment that is, that is almost unrivaled in this, in this country. So as you rightly point out, there's 11 million um, signed-in users into Nine Properties which gives us the ability to target using our rich and unique data proposition wherever they consume our content, whether it's just short form content, it's through BVOD or it's our digital, uh, our digital content more broadly. So that is massively uh, valuable. Um, you know, at some point in the future, the world will be 100% addressable. And so having a large addressable audience right alongside um, a unique audience that is consuming your content they're the magic ingredients. Peter Vogel, what do you think that will do to the market? What does 11 million uh, IDs sound like to you? It sounds fantastic. I mean, I think, you know, that scale of data uh, represents pretty much uh, most of the adults in Australia. I think, as, as we all know, data is the new currency. Uh, quite often at the moment, that is part of our discussions uh, with, with media vendors. And to have that that size lake uh, is, I think, you know, really powerful and certainly very attractive to a lot of our clients who, who don't have that volume of data. They may only have uh, a small amount of data uh, that they can effectively use. So being able to enrich uh, their data with, with nines is, is huge. Uh, Michael, it would seem that the the plan there is is to crawl back or claw back some more momentum off um, the big tech companies. This is part of part of the the, the plan. I imagine it talks about you getting back that seven hundred million dollars as well. This is part of the strategy. Yeah, I mean, I think Facebook and Google have have sold the market on the premise of being able to deliver incremental reach, which is not true. You can't measure that um, on the premise of unrivaled scale. Well, the combined nine business has has scale that can that can compete on a level playing field with those guys. They've sold on the premise of being cheaper. A cost per completed view will will allow us to compete again on a, le- a level playing field. So for me, all of these initiatives are about creating creating an environment for advertisers and agencies to accurately compare the opportunity that you can have with nine in a safe, brand safe environment in premium content 
versus what the other alternatives are in the market. And that's where our focus is going to be because, you know, I believe uh, the marketing ecosystem that we've created at Nine over the course of the last three years will help advertisers deliver a better return on their media investment. And in a market where things are so tough, Mm. Um, getting the biggest bang for your dollar is really, really important. Just out of interest, what happens to Townsend, which was a, a joint initiative at the time, what, 18 months ago it was unveiled, which was Fairfax News Corp and Nine. That was the aim there was to get 10 million users. You're now, Nine is now at 11 on its own right. Does Townsend still live? Yeah, Townsend was back, you know, 18 months ago, as you rightly point out, was um, a project that we that we created to pool all of our collective IDs and therefore to be able to create larger addressable, a larger addressable ecosystem. Um, as you rightly point out, in the merge business, we have 11 million of our own right now, but that doesn't mean Project Townsend is any less important today than it was 18 months ago. So that project is ongoing. But as you can uh, recognise and appreciate, it's a very complex piece of work. So, you know, the ability to bring together our 11 million signed-in users with that of News Corp in the first instance. What have they got, three, four, five million? Uh, we're still working through that part of the project right now. Right. But clearly, in combination, it'll be greater than 11 million. Once we have that structure set up, the ability for other media companies um, or anyone else, for that matter of fact, that has a signed-in user can contribute their IDs to this pool to create, um, like I said, uh, a significant and a large uh, addressable ecosystem for brands to for brands to leverage. It's it's interesting, isn't it? We've talked for a long time about who's going to get to the middle first. Are the content companies going to get code, or are the code companies going to get content? It would seem that um, you're having a very strong crack at getting uh, the content lined up with code on on all your technology initiatives. Yeah, um, over the last three years, we've completely transitioned our business. We are a content, data, and technology company. Um, content is the thing that drives our company. We'll spend over a billion dollars again this year creating um, local Australian content for brands to integrate into and around and to leverage the audience that aggregate around that content on whatever screen. Of course, right alongside that, you've got to be able to target those people that consume your content effectively and you've got to be able to target real people, which is why having an addressable ecosystem has been so important to us. And then the final part of that story is being able to measure it is one thing, um, being able to target them is one thing, but you've got to be able to trade them in a very efficient way. It's why we've invested in Nine Galaxy. Um, you know, that is without doubt the most advanced piece of technology in the world. We're on the world stage right now. Uh, we're talking to international international media companies around licensing. I was going to say, you're, you're licensing this stuff, aren't you? We haven't at this point, but we're talking to lots of people about it. It's not our core business, mm. um, but I do think I do think what it says is that in Australia you can lead the world. So th- there is plenty of um, conjecture around, Michael, that Nine is racing at full steam to become a, a platform company uh, ahead of um, anyone else in this market and a platform company by, in, in, in tech terms. Um, is there anything in that? Are you is is there a is there a, a new definition of what Nine uh, will or is becoming? Yeah, I think we are becoming a platform, but not a software platform as people might think. We are what we've done in the last three years by design is create a marketing platform. So whether that's television, whether that's video on demand, whether that's digital, whether that's publishing, and now of course whether that's audio, what Nine is is a marketing platform for Australian brands. We help Australian brands tell their stories at scale um, in an addressable environment using the world's best technology. And that to me is the, that, that's the magic ingredient. That's the secret sauce that makes us not someone's advertising partner. That makes Nine our client's business partner. Well, it does get us to uh, probably the, the most contentious part of this discussion because Peter Vogel's got some thoughts um, and we'll see how surprising they are. 
Nine has uh, set up this effectiveness discipline with Jonathan Fox, ex-Ubiquity, did the free TV and the Think TV study on ROI. Tell us a bit about what the intent there is because you are trying to get a layer of sophistication to what results your campaigns are producing for, for, for brands. Yeah, I mean, over the last 10 years, uh, we've invested heavily in Powered because we believe that big ideas drive great brand outcomes. And, um, you know, there's so many, so many examples from Uber Eats to the high pages work in the block to the work that we did with Peters in the Australian Open. And there's so many more. Um, Of course, creating a big idea is one thing. Measuring whether it actually delivered an outcome is another. So um, we went and found the best person in the market. And that person is Jonathan Fox. He, um, he did lead a lot of the payback work that we did through Think TV and, and now obviously he's a part of Nine. He's, he's been with us for, for over 12 months and he's been working on a whole range of econometric, building a whole range of econometric modelling tools and creating partnerships with the likes of Agile and TV Squared to make sure that we have a suite of tools um, that can measure whether a campaign that we created actually delivered against the outcomes that the client expected. It's why, whilst it feels a bit weird, that Jonathan Fox and Effectiveness sits in Powered, a creative team, so that he can be at the brief when we receive a brief from a client, he can understand what the outcomes and the expectations are and then he'll be there right the way through and at the post-analysis presentation when we report on whether we delivered it or not. And those deliverables are typically brand metrics rather than business metrics unless, of course, you can get the brand owner to deliver some sales data to you. Absolutely. And more and more brands are sharing their sales data with us. Are they? Because that's always been a bit of a a struggle. You're getting that. Yeah. There's more more and more brands are beginning to do that. And don't get me wrong, it's not without its challenges and, and I respect completely the confidentiality and the sensitivity around the data. But, of course, understanding whether what we did generated a sales outcome um, is is utopia. Um, obviously, Peters, with their work that they did with us in the Australian Open, we shared that, obviously, at our upfronts where, you know, they delivered a return on, the, a return on their investment of $2.59 for every dollar spent, twice that of the FMCG category, category broadly. So I would say that was an amazing success. Of course, we're not perfect and not every campaign will deliver against the expectation or the outcome that was expected up front. And when that's the case, the ability to understand what we could do better or differently next time is equally as important for me as as high-fiving ourselves when things work. So a combination of both um, hopefully means that, again, we're a better business partner for advertisers and we move away from just being a transactional partner. Peter Vogel, you've got some question marks around the effectiveness studies that, that come from media companies because they are a little too narrow for your liking. Is that is that essentially the thrust of it? Look, I mean, firstly, I think it's it's great that the media companies are proving their effectiveness and, and we need to demonstrate more and more just the, the effect of uh, the advertising dollar. So I think that is great. Also, particularly when you, you look at integration or partnerships, I think that's quite difficult to to monitor and evaluate. So I think really the studies can help there. However, I mean, as a marketer, what, what you do want uh, is a view across all channels, disciplines, media platforms. So if, if an effectiveness study is just based on, on one particular channel, yes, it is limited uh, because how does that uh, direct you in terms of where do you place your money, you know, which which uh, channel is working the hardest for you. And you're saying that, that brand owners are doing their own econometric modelling, it's not the agencies, it's not your tools, that and an analysis that's, that's they prefer to have? No, look, I mean, a lot of people are doing econometric modelling. 
or brand lift studies, so your research companies, media agencies, etc. I think the key thing is is to do it across across all platforms, so you can uh, genuinely see where you're going to get the sales uplift from. Michael, I, I couldn't agree more with Pete. Um, and thankfully, at nine, we have all those platforms. I was going to say, you, you're, you're whether that's television, them. digital, video on demand, publishing, and now audio. Whether that's live, live streaming, or on demand, we have all of those platforms. So, is that enough for you, Peter Vogel? Today, yes. <laughs> Qualified response there, <laughs> thank Michael. You, Listen, thank you, Peter. So, there's so much more to cover. We've got the super brand strategy too, uh, Michael, which is uh, really interesting in that you're bringing some of those those assets that you you acquired through Fairfax and you're putting them cross-platform from good food to car advice and drive to Sunday life, traveller, good weekend. You're doing a whole lot there. What 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 is the thinking and, and what is the uh, ex, what do you expect the traction to be? Well, one of the things that I've been most excited about as we've gone through the merger is being able to work with some of the amazing brands that came from the Fairfax business. You know, 187 years of history with the Sydney Morning Herald, The Age, obviously the Financial Review, and then the publishing super brands. So as you rightly point out, whether it's Domain, Car Advice, Drive, Traveller, Good Weekend, Sunday Life or Domain, these brands resonate with Australian consumers. They already had a physical product because they were all uh, magazines that were inserted into our newspapers. They all had a digital destination. And of course, now they all have nine tribes audience segments. So we can target the audiences that consume this content um, across our digital ecosystem. The natural extension as a part of the Nine family was to give all of these brands a home on television. And whether that's a television show, a weekly TV show like Your Domain, or it's a number of made-for-television specials that you'll see throughout the year for good food, um, or it's extensions like we are having for Traveller into into the Today Show, it creates, again, a marketing platform for brands. If you're a brand and you are targeting um, the property sector, then we have Domain. If it's auto that you're into, then we have car advice and drive. If it's food you're into, then you can indulge yourself in good food. And if it's a lifestyle target, then we have Good Weekend and Sunday Life and the Today Show on a weekend. So uh, whoever you're trying to reach and wherever they consume our content, we have a solution for you. And that solution is is the super brands. And we're in market right now that the the feedback has been overwhelming. Um, right. And I'm I'm just I'm just I'm really excited about what that can do for brands and, and for advertisers. Uh, are you overwhelmed, Peter Vogel? Absolutely, I agree with Steve-O. Um, You know what we do every single day of our lives is is to try grow brands and distinctive assets. And I think yeah, Nine has has taken some really strong brands uh, and moved them cross platform. And and certainly I, I agree the response to the super brand strategy has been a very positive one. Michael, do you see most of the revenue or the business you write being a bundled proposition or will you, how do you see the split happening between, say, you know, Good Weekend as a, as, a, as a print magazine and an online masthead versus being the cross-platform play that you're talking about in video and television and so forth? How do you package that up? With the advertiser at the absolute centre of that, um, you know, one of the great things I think that we've done through the merger of structurally is we have a television team, a digital team, a publishing team, and now an audio team working right alongside each other. Powered's the glue that brings everybody together when when it when it makes sense to do so. If it doesn't make sense to do so, we don't do it. Um, there are many briefs that we receive where print is the answer, or television is the answer, or on demand is the answer. And when it's not, when there's a cross-platform solution, then we will come together. Of course, we're one business, uh, we're one team. 
and um, and we will always do what's right for the advertiser to create the best business outcome for them, and that's that's what we're doing with super brands. The response you say you're getting on super brands is because the the, the marketers and the agencies want to 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 take it across platform, or are they just like the idea. No, absolutely. They want to take it across platform. I'd like to agree with that. I mean, what what clients are truly looking for is those uh, sort of cross platform opportunities because that that brings in a different way to engage, it brings in a different viewer and it just strengthens that engagement. So so cross-platform opportunities are really uh, strong uh, things for, for clients to get on board with. So one of the other big industry initiatives uh, you talked about in your upfronts this week, uh, Michael, was Voz. Now tell us a little bit for the, for those that don't know what it is and why it's, so, why it's so special, what's coming down the pipe. Okay, the way in which consumers clearly consume our content has changed. They watch it live or live streaming or on demand. What Voz does, and Australia is the first market in the world to be able to do this, Voz measures the consumption of our content across every device and every screen whenever and wherever they consume our content inside and outside of the home. So what does that mean for an advertiser? It means two things. One, for the very first time, you can measure the incremental reach that BVOD, or in my case, Nine Now, adds to linear television or Nine. That is that is. It is incredibly valuable for an advertiser. Um, the second thing it does, obviously, is we have created a virtual panel and we have integrated a whole range of data sets across that panel. So early in 2020, in February next year, you'll be able to target audience segments across linear TV and BVOD together. The ability to deliver incremental reach and the ability to target, target audience segments um, create an unbelievable opportunity for advertisers. And in my view, Voz is the greatest change to television um, since we launched all of our streaming products in 2016. You agree with that, Peter? Incremental reach and unduplicated reach is what it's all about. This is, this is what we, we struggle with uh, when booking media across platforms. So, so if you can get a single view, certainly across broadcast and, and video on demand, I mean, that is, that, that's really important because, you know, you can see what you're getting and what you're paying for and you're not wasting money on... Uh, Duplicated reach. The other uh, big one, which sounded, um, you know, it's probably been a long time coming, Michael, but you alluded to some trade, a, tra- a trading initiative across all the broadcasters. Uh, what's the thinking there? Well, Voz will allow us to measure the consumption of our content across every screen, but of course, measuring it is only part of the challenge. Um, it's no use measuring it if you can't buy it. So, seven, nine, ten, Foxtel and SBS um, have committed to building a demand side technology that we will deliver to all of our agency partners, both agency buying groups and independent agencies to allow them to take advantage of of today's television. So um, the system will allow you to plan and buy total television. So linear television, um, metro, regional, uh, BVOD, subscription television against audience segments and demographics. It'll allow you to optimise against reach across the total television ecosystem and importantly, post-analyze in real time. On one platform across all networks? Correct. Is it Nine's Galaxy platform that's going to drive that? Where does that sit? So that decision is pending. There are a number of providers around the world that could deliver the uh, the solution. Of course, none of those have a solution that is ready to go. Um, they would need to build certain components of it. Nine Galaxy is fit for purpose for this market. It delivers everything that I just spoke about and I've proposed to to my friends at Seven and um, and Ten and Foxtel and SBS that I'd be open to and I will, or Nine will, um, offer Galaxy as a solution. Of course, it would need to be built out for regional television and other instances for Seven, Ten, Foxtel and SBS. 
Um, but that is on the table and it is an option. You're incredibly conciliatory. It's, um, it's, it's astounding to hear all the, these, these television people talking friendly, uh, isn't it? Um, it's, it's a really big one, right? And that's, I guess, the, what's, your, what's your odds on it being Galaxy or, and what's the timing on this as well, the, the trading platform? So we've made a commitment to deliver this within 12 months. So November 2020 is okay. when we will deliver this. Um, they'll obviously go through a process of, of acceptance testing and implementation into agencies. So I don't suspect it will be operational till uh, April 2021. Um, that's the plan. That's what we're committed to. Uh, we're all aligned to that. You know, is this I a Think TV initiative or is it just as separate to just everyone getting together? No, I mean, I mean Kim and the Think TV guys clearly are aligned and, and, and involved, but this has really been an initiative that we've just come together on and right. we realise the importance of being able to improve the ease of which you can buy all of our, all of our inventory. Mm. Um, the world has changed. People consume our content differently. You can now measure it. I now want you to be able to buy it really easily because that gives you... Um, a viable alternative to to maybe the choices that you're currently making. Uh, that $700 million, Peter Vogel, that that Michael talked about um, going to the tech platforms, does does this whole stack of initiatives, both from Nine and what the market, what the broadcasters are doing collectively, do you think that will have any impact on, on, on pulling back any of that $700 million that, that, that Michael says has, has gone? I, I certainly hope so. I mean, I think, you know, it's up to the consumer. The consumer makes the, the ultimate decision. Uh, and I think what the consumer wants is strong local content available, you know, across multiple platforms when they want to consume it. So you've got to think that certainly all these initiatives are, are going to help, yes. Well, Michael, you've got a, a whole roadshow ahead of you around the country in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the initial reaction you've got from agencies and advertisers, uh, how's it gone? I mean, the feedback's been pretty unbelievable. As, you know, as I mentioned earlier on, over the last four years, we've completely transitioned our business. We're now a content, data and technology business. We've had an unbelievable year again. We lead in every single demographic, 1639, 2554, grocery buyers with kids, under 50s, over 50s, total people, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, we're the leader. But not just the leader in terms of audience, we're the leader in terms of the way in which we're thinking about our data proposition and our investment in technology. And we're not perfect. We don't get it right every time. But I hope our advertisers see us as a great partner. And, and as I mentioned earlier on, I'm really committed to to working with people to help grow their business. Well, you are a content company, which we haven't really covered much in, in this discussion, but the programming slate for next year, uh, it's fairly consistent, right? There's, a, there's, a, there's some new stuff coming, but you, it's, it's more of the same because it's working. Yeah, we spend a lot of time making sure that we get the content mix right. We're, you know, we're focused on local Australian content. Uh, we've got a spine of content starting with the Australian Open, um, into Married at First Sight, into Ninja, into The Voice, um, into The Block and Love Island. Um, we've got great drama in in Doctor Doctor, obviously back again next year. Halifax um, Halifax Retribution is a new program with Rebecca Gibney that you'll see next year, and of course the uh, the drama um, in Former Three Eight Three Eight, the story of Lawyer X, uh, you'll see on Nine next year as well. So there's a lot to be excited about. But you're right, what we deliver is consistency. When you invest with Nine, there is no risk. Um, you know what's coming. Um, you know the the purity of the audience profile that it delivers. And of course, when you use Nine Galaxy, the audience delivery is 100% guaranteed. It doesn't get much better than that. That's a good wrap. So we'll let you get on your on with your roadshow for the rest of the week and the coming weeks, and and we we'll, we'll might loop around in a few months and see if Peter Vogel's giving you back some of that 700 million dollars. What do you say, Michael Stevenson? I'll be knocking on his door. Don't worry. We're watching. Thanks, gentlemen. Mi3 Audio Edition was presented by Paul McIntyre and created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer Nick Slater. Music by Matt Dwyer. 
For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au or search MI3 Audio Edition on Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button to get a free notification every time we release a new episode.